This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Pat Elder, San Antonio, Florida, March 2007. The Voyages of Dr. Doolittle. Part 5, Chapter 7. The Peace of the Parrots. The next day we set out for the far end of the island, and reaching it in canoes, for we went by sea, after a journey of twenty-five hours, we remained no longer than was necessary in the city of Bagjagderag. When he threw himself into that fight at Popsy Petal, I saw the doctor really angry for the first time in my life, but his anger, once aroused, was slow to die. All the way down the coast of the island he never ceased to rail against this cowardly people who had attacked his friends, the Popsy Petals, for no other reason than to rob them of their corn, because they were too idle to till the land themselves. And he was still angry when he reached the city of Bagjagderag. Long Arrow had not come with us, for he was as yet too weak from his wounds. But the doctor, always clever at languages, was already getting familiar with the Indian tongue. Besides, among the half-dozen popsy petals who accompanied us to paddle the canoes, was one boy to whom we had taught a little English. He and the doctor between them managed to make themselves understood to the Bagjagderags. This people, with the terrible parrots still blackening the hills about their stone town, waiting for the word to descend an attack, were, we found, in a very humble mood. Leaving our canoes, we passed up the main street to the palace of the chief. Bumpo and I couldn't help smiling with satisfaction, as we saw how the waiting crowds which lined the roadway bowed their heads to the ground as the little round angry figure of the doctor strutted ahead of us with his chin in the air. At the foot of the palace, the chief and all the more important personages of the tribe were waiting to meet him, smiling humbly, holding out their hands in friendliness. The doctor took not the slightest notice. He marched right by them, up the steps, to the door of the palace. There he turned around and at once began to address the people in a firm voice. I never heard such a speech in my life, and I'm quite sure they never did either. First he called them a long string of names. Cowards, loafers, thieves, vagabonds, good-for-nothings, bullies, and what not. Then he said he was still seriously thinking of allowing the parrots to drive them into the sea in order that this pleasant land might be rid once and for all of their worthless carcasses. At this a great cry for mercy went up, and the chief and all of them fell on their knees, calling out that they would submit to any conditions of peace he wished. Then the doctor called for one of their scribes, that is, a man who did picture writing, and on the stone walls of the palace of Bagjagderag he bade him write down the terms of the peace as he dictated it. This peace is known as the peace of the parrots, and unlike most pieces, was and is strictly kept even to this day. It was quite long in words. The half of the front of the palace was covered with picture writing, and fifty pots of paint were used before the weary scribe had done. But the main part of it was that there should be no more fighting, and that the two tribes should give solemn promise to help one another whenever there was corn famine or other distress in the lands belonging to either. This greatly surprised the Bagjagderags. They had expected from the doctor's angry face that he would at least chop a couple hundred heads off, and probably make the rest of them slaves for life. But when they saw that he only meant kindly by them, their great fear of him changed into a tremendous admiration. 
and as he ended his long speech and walked briskly down the steps again on his way back to the canoes the group of chieftains threw themselves at his feet and cried do but stay with us great lord and all the riches of bagjagderag shall be poured into your lap gold mines we know of in the mountains and pearl beds beneath the sea only stay with us that all your powerful wisdom may lead our council and our people into prosperity and peace the doctor held up his hand for silence no man he said would wish to be the guest of the bagjagderags till they had proved by their deeds that they are an honest race be true to the terms of the peace and from yourselves shall come a good government and prosperity farewell then he turned and followed by bumpo the popsipetels and myself walked rapidly down to the canoes End of Part 5, Chapter 7, The Voyages of Dr. Doolittle by Hugh Lofting This recording is in the public domain.